everyone, and welcome to episode 81 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. If it's your first time listening on this podcast, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as our opinions on games and movies we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig. And let's go ahead and get into the first section, the news. Uh, We're going to go ahead and just start right off with the DC fandom stuff, because there's a decent amount of stuff for video games and news here. So let's just start off with the video games then. Uh, first one we'll talk about here is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Uh, overall, I'm pretty excited for the game. It, uh, as we talked about, like me and you, there's, you know, they're going to go with the Justice League being evil. And it is kind of nice to see, you know, the Flash, Superman, what looks like to be Wonder Woman as well, evil and looks like fighting each other as well. It's not just a league of villains, so to speak. Yeah, it looks like, honestly, the more I look at it, though, that it looks like the character models from the Injustice fighting game are at least pretty close to it. Um, I'm super pumped for this game. Um, hopefully it plays well. Again, we don't know exactly how it's going to play, if you can switch between characters whenever you want, or if it's going to be switched depending on what part of the story you're in, or even if there's multiplayer. We really don't know anything, co-op, any of that. So we definitely need more information, but I think for a teaser trailer, a little bit more than a teaser trailer, it has me hooked for now. Yeah, uh, with it's definitely the one I'm most excited for. And, you know, I thought everybody looked pretty unique. Uh, You know, we've got Harley Quinn, who looks like Harley Quinn from all of the other depictions of her and some of the other ones like DC. I tend to be a little bit more uh, not as known on, but I guess it's because I haven't watched the movies or all of the movies, so to speak. So DC likes to tend to throw everything to the wall and see if it sticks. I don't really recognize any of those other characters, maybe other than the the one Idris Elba plays. Is he in that trailer as well? Yeah, he's in there. Um, his character model tends, at least I thought, to be the least polished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, his character is in there. Um, I think I forget who the voice actors are. I know and I'm I'm bad because I'm forgetting the name of the shark. I'm just probably just shark. But anyway, um, he is voiced in the game, at least by uh, Samoa Joe from the WWE, which I thought oh, was okay. kind of cool instead of Sylvester Stallone in the movie. Um, so, yeah, they got they got some talent behind the voice work. I'm not sure who's doing Harley Quinn's voice. I'm assuming it's probably the same person who did Harley Quinn in the Batman games back in the day. Yeah. And now your opinions on Gotham Knights Court of Owls. Gotham Knights. Um, I'm a big fan of the Batman games from Rocksteady on like the 360 PS3 era. Huge fan of those. Played them all multiple times. So I'm super excited for Gotham Knights. Uh, It has like a very kind of creepy element to the Court of Owls, which I think could be very, very cool. The only thing I don't want to see in this game is I don't want a big, gigantic open world. I think when they got to Arkham City, specifically Arkham City Origins, is where they kind of lost me a little bit just because they tried to do too much. So I think if you can keep a story-centered, very tight story and you know keep you going from one set piece to the next, I will be 100% sold on that game, and it will be very high on my list next year for Game of the Year. Yeah, exactly. And with, with Gotham... Knights Court of Owls, it was the one that I was probably least excited for, just based mm-hmm. on the first reveal trailer. And now that I've seen it, uh, yeah, I'm kind of a bit more excited for it. I don't really know who most of uh, who mo- 
most of like these heroes are. I think like I recognized Robin, Nightwing, mm-hmm. Batgirl, um, and who's the one with the mask? I know Red his Hood. name. Death- okay, I thought it was Deathstroke. I am Deathstroke way off. is a villain, but yeah, Red Hood. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Red Hood as well, because mm-hmm. that's that's the same villain that's teased in the other move in like the Batman movies, right? Played by Joe Maganello or something. Yeah, like he that. plays Deathstroke. Yep. Okay, so now yep. so that's what it is. Um, overall, I really like the design of everything that's going on. It's definitely more like Arkham City type stuff that it seems that they're going for, and um, it's just as mysterious as. I think as as mysterious as the game can get, because yeah. we still really don't know much of what's going on. I don't I imagine you don't know unless you've read the Court of Owls stuff. That right. Yeah, I know there's a big Court of Owls graphic novel. I remember at one point seeing it in a Barnes and Noble because it came with the Court of Owls mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool, but I never read it. So I literally know nothing about this story. OK, yeah, but uh, both games look and definitely have uh surged an interest for me uh with these trailers so then we'll go ahead and talk about the movies now now with flash black adam shazam 2 and the batman movies which are you most excited for all right so let's break it down um flash would be least excited solely based on the fact that i thought his character was uh the I guess not the least important, but one I connected with the least from the uh, Justice League movies. So I think it could be okay. I'm not 100% sold on the actor playing Flash, but it could be all right, but not the one I'm super, super looking forward to. Um, I think after that, um, sorry, I forgot again, uh, Black Adam, Batman, and uh, Shazam. So Shazam would be... Right after that, I really, really enjoyed Shazam. The first one I thought was a good movie. Um, I think tying in his family in the second one could be really cool. Um, and I, all the actors in that movie I thought were phenomenal. So that one could could be a surprise better than we thought. And then I would go, um, let's go Black Adam, just because, again, I don't know how The Rock does as a anti-hero. Um, because yeah. the rock always plays the rock. So it's going to be, he's going to have to broaden his horizons a little bit. And then the Batman for me, I am now on the Robert Pattinson as the Batman train just from that trailer alone. I think he has the ability to pull it off. We're going to get a little bit younger Batman, which is nice. And uh, the Riddler, I always enjoy, especially when you go with the serial killer Riddler aspect of it. So I think that one's going to be very, very cool. Yeah, like, I guess for me, I'm most excited for Shazam 2. Then it probably goes to the Flash movies and mm-hmm. then Batman and then Black Adam. Okay. Now, my overall impressions of kind of all of them are uh, Shazam 2. I really enjoyed the first Shazam, which is why it's going to be first on my list. And it's based in Greek mythology, which I really do like and I always have. With the with the Flash movie, um, I always like the Flash because his name is Barry and my name mm-hmm. is Barry. And he's like the only superhero I know with the name barry or anything (laughs) related to the name of barry but um going fast and that kind of thing is cool also with the trailer i was really surprised to see that uh michael keaton seems to be uh redonning the uh the batman role in this movie so i i'm excited to see what they do with all of that a lot of people are hyped to see that michael keaton is going to be playing that Batman again. It looks like we're going to be getting a lot of timeline stuff, 
mm-hmm. which is pretty early in you know the the DC movie verse to be throwing in multiple timelines and everything like that. But yep. we'll just have to see. I just hope that it's it's worth it in the end for it. The the Batman movie, I am excited for Robert Patton Robert Pattinson to star. I just don't get the whole why does this have to like every time I see trailers, it just in in X. OK, they're trying to go for the Gotham Knight movies mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I really don't know why we're trying to rekindle like the same darkness. Like I get it. Those movies were extremely successful for DC. And I guess they're trying to pick something out of that. But I I don't know. I really don't see the need to have another super dark, gritty Batman because we already had three of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not completely sure. And then with Black Adam, I don't know much about Black Adam. Uh, from what I can tell, though, is that The Rock is extremely passionate about playing Black Adam. So I and I can only hope that this kind of passion helps him break the role of just trying to be the charismatic good-looking muscly guy and that (laughs) um you know it's like we all know that Dwayne Johnson is is insanely strong like he's built like he's built different literally and he he just he just needs to focus on playing this anti-hero and I know nothing about Black Adam so um but his depiction of it in the little bit of trailer we got seemed to be cool uh again and I'll reiterate it's just the fact that um, it seems like to be a huge passion project for him. And as long as it fulfills his want and need to be, to be playing that role and he plays it well, then I'm happy for him. Yeah. It's interesting that he ended up going DC because of just how big of a actor he is now. I'm surprised Marvel hasn't like scooped him up at some point and maybe they tried and he just didn't find a role he was interested in, but I think it could be very, very cool as long as he's just not doing the same thing over and over again. He's got to bring something different. But I will give him the benefit of the doubt, because I do enjoy most of the movies he does. Yeah. And that's going to be done with our recap of the DC fandom. Uh, This was kind of the more memorable ones in years, I'd have Mm -hmm. to say. Uh, There was a little bit of Aquaman 2 shown. I'm not going to really talk about it, because there really isn't much shown. Most of these movies aren't planned until 2023. So there's still a decent amount to wait for where the video games will probably see them later in 2022. So overall, your overall impressions of the fandom here. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, It's something that like I I didn't watch it live and I didn't expect a whole lot out of it. So the amount of news and, and trailers that we got was a lot more than I thought it would be. So I, they did a very good job. Yeah, there's there's a lot to be excited for considering, um, you know, Marvel has really dominated the superhero movie landscape as of late. And you would have figured that DC would have maybe and I guess they did strike with things like the Suicide Squad or James Gunn's Suicide Squad and Mm -hmm. the director's Zack Snyder cut of Kill the Justice League. No, sorry, Justice League. That's the movie, the Justice League by Zack Snyder. Um, Snyder cut. (laughs) Yeah, so they. Those movies did hit and they reviewed fairly well from what I can tell. I was very happy with watching both those movies. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe 2022 might have been a good time for them to strike and get their movies out, but they seem to 
take longer than most. And where like those actors for the Marvel movies didn't work on anything else, or at least most of the time they didn't. Um, It seems like the DC actors are allowed to go work on other movies where, you know, we never saw Robert Downey Jr. really in in anything else in his time in Iron Man. Neither did we see anything with uh, Chris Evans is his time as Captain America. But I do remember some Scarlett Johansson, yeah, she um, had Chris, some. Hems- Chris Hemsworth stuff. So they were able to make movies come out a lot faster. Uh, yeah. Hopefully this, I just want DC to get it right. And mm-hmm. the past two movies have, I think, steered them in a right direction. But if they start going back down the other way again, you're just going to end up with everybody, you know, making fun of them and not like. Yeah, I think what might be like the surprise of the show for me that came out of left field was the trailer for the Peacemaker show on HBO Max with John Cena. Um, That looks hilarious. And I thought he did a great job in Suicide Squad movie. So like I'm all about seeing a show where we can just fully dive into that character. Um, It's just not the type of role you would expect from somebody like John Cena. So I'm glad he's getting the chance and super pumped to watch that. Yes, so am I. And then the only other piece of news I had was today on October 19th, the Xbox Series X mini fridge sell uh, sold out right away. I'm going to go with you didn't get one, Craig. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Um, They never. My problem is, is the Target website never gave a time that it was going to drop. So like I checked at midnight and then you check in the morning. And from what I can tell, it definitely seems like uh most people were saying it went from coming soon to just immediately sold out or at least a very small window. So no, I didn't get one. I know they said they're going to be releasing more later, uh, but I am bummed that I didn't get one. Yeah. And a lot of the reason this is happening is because scalpers have striked again, taking away everything fun away from everybody else. Uh, Scalpers are showing their ordered confirmation receipts and selling them for the fridge. And how much is the fridge? It's a hundred dollars. They're selling it for twice the price at two hundred dollars already on eBay and probably even more. So, again, like a failed website fails to really combat scalpers in any way. Um, And to most of these companies, they don't care because Mm -hmm. they they made their profit and then they're just going to sell it and leave it and be there. But, you know, there there are people and it's the same thing with like the, the new consoles and stuff and even in general stuff that's hard to get a hold of right now due to COVID and the shortage of chips, micro transistors and stuff like that. Uh, people are going to stop shopping at your place because they can't get what they want. And the mini fridge, I know a lot of people were trying to get. And the fact that it doesn't seem like they do anything to try to get scalpers to maybe like, you know, or to stop any scalpers at all, really. So it it's yeah. a- I mean, the weirdest thing to me is that Target was the only place you could order it. And maybe like Microsoft does it later on their own website. But I was just surprised that like, at the very least, they didn't offer it on their website to begin with. I can understand being like, all right, we have a partnership with Target. This is the only place you can get it. But why not have it on your own website, too? It's just, I don't know, the whole thing blew my mind of once again, how poorly all this stuff is is always handled. We, you got to figure out a way to combat scalpers, and maybe there isn't a perfect answer. But I feel like you know, like the virtual line queues that you know Sony has been doing for their console, something like that seems like a better way to go. 
Yeah, uh, and even now, I just saw a buddy of mine got like invited to the queue for um, for like to get a PS5. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, that stuff works out well. Like, in order to sign up for those PlayStation things, you have to have a PlayStation account uh, with it with a gamer uh, with with an account already involved, and you sign into all that stuff and you wait for your place in line. Yep. Um, and as far as I know, like that stuff seems to work because scalpers and bots, um. I just don't know it like I don't know how bots and stuff and everything works like that. So I don't know how this particular method deters from having a scalper do it. But, you know, at least they look at, you know, you send in a request to try to get one and then they look at the emails and then go, okay, you get one. Like it's completely randomized. Like it's kind of like winning the lottery. And at that point for items like this, maybe that's what we have to go to is for any sort of console or any sort of thing that's heavily wanted, especially even like Pokemon cards right now, um, you sign up for a notification list. And if you get, uh, you know, selected to get it, you got to be there at a certain time. You got to make sure you're logged into your account and have your stuff ready when you do it. I feel like that, that might be the only solution we have because it doesn't really seem like anything else is working. Yeah, I agree. Then from there, we're going to go ahead and get into games played for the week. And I have a couple games, but first, uh, what did you play, Craig? Um, yeah, I got a couple. I think we both have Back for Blood, um, for sure. I think we both have NHL 22. We do. Okay. And then uh, I have an update on Tales of Arise. And then there was a uh, horror game that dropped on Game Pass called Visage. Visage? Not sure how you pronounce that, but that's what I played this week. All right. And, you know, you were right. You hit it two for, you know, two for three there <laughs> okay. with me. It's NHL 22 back for blood and Demon Slayer. Hemo Connie. Chronicles. Uh, yes. Game of the and, year. Uh, probably not game of the year, but I do have <laughs> I do have some good things to say about it, along with some bad. So just be prepared for that part. OK, which uh, one so do we want to do first? Let's do back for blood, because last week we had like super early impressions. Yeah, so this is more yeah. like a follow up uh, back for blood. I am more bought in on. Okay. And how I was last week. I didn't like the card system until I began to understand it. Now that I understand the card system and its intent, I like what it brings to the table. It really kind of makes uh, allows you to diversify and create like a class in a way where one person's the sniper, one person's the shotgun, one person's the assault assault rifle class. And then each of like the characters or cleaners that you can pick from have their own abilities on top of it. So you can find a way to stack all of that together. And I think that's what made the card system cool. Uh, I haven't finished the story for Back for Blood. I think I have like six missions left. But uh, I, I've kind of done a pretty decent 360 on the game. Uh, I, I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun with friends, I should, mm-hmm. I should mention, because playing this game by yourself does not seem to be the way to play it at all. Yep. So uh hopefully back for blood tries to make it a bit more convenient for players to play by themselves because you don't earn anything playing by yourself uh like in everything that you know playing by yourself yes all the cards unlock that you're looking to get but the whole point of and the fun of it is to play online and earn those supply points to get the cards and build a cooler more unique deck and if that's the case why can't people earn supply line points in in single player like they're still playing your game like it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me why you'd close that option off so 
like overall, I am having a lot of fun with Back for Blood, but I'm doing it with friends. I wouldn't suggest playing this by yourself. Yeah. I'm still not sold on the card system yet. Um, it seems like it could be cool, but I don't know. It just seems like an extra layer that I don't need in a game like that. Um, I can vouch that playing by yourself with randoms is definitely not the way to go. So that has kind of like the first night I played, I played with you and other people that I know, and it was a better time than playing with randoms. Sometimes you'll get people that are competent. Sometimes you'll get people who are just going to run up ahead by themselves and then go down and start yelling that you're not reviving them. Uh, I mean, you get that in Apex too, but I don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't hate it. I don't think it's fantastic. I think it's like a middle of the road experience for me right now. Like if I would have paid $60 for this game, I'd probably be upset. Um, But since I'm just downloading it from Game Pass, it's fine. I think I'll get through the campaign, but like I'm in no rush. It's not like a game. I'm like, oh, when I get home from work today, I'm going to play Back for Blood. It's more of a, I don't know what I want to play. Let me just play three or four missions of Back for Blood tonight. That's pretty much what it comes down to for me. So, I mean, that has to put it in a middle, you know, like if we're if you were to score it like a six or seven, because I don't think it's a terrible game. It handles well. It looks nice. Um, It just has some issues. Yeah, and like with Back for Blood, like the game's available on Game Pass, which I think will do like numbers for what it wants yeah. to do. I feel like people are going to try this game because they have Game Pass on it, which will help keep the online community alive. Um, you know, I will mention that some cleaners do have like more of a reason for you to be playing for them, like the dots healing, or um, I think it's what what's his face? Uh, Mom has like one plus team life, so people can go down more than once and then they won't die. You know, there's there's definitely benefits to playing a certain way, and it doesn't try to steer you in any way. But yeah, like the fun is in the randomness of the cards that you can get in building a certain class, and what the director or the AI decides to do to make each level harder because. You know, I, I played with I played with, you know, you and other friends on recruit and it's just a fun, easy, breezy time through the game, not having yep. issues. But I'm playing another version of the campaign with some guys playing on veteran and it's just very, very hard right now. And I think like there needs to be some difficulty scaling in a way where maybe veteran isn't as difficult. Maybe the zombies don't soak up or there isn't as many zombies as there is in recruit but I, f- I feel like that's the problem because it, it really is a big shift between playing on recruit and playing on veteran and i can't even imagine right now playing on nightmare or the hardest <laughs> mode I yeah would probably that, die within the first three zombies you see that recruit to veteran difficulty spike is one of the biggest i've seen in a video game in a long time because i mean you go into that on that middle difficulty and i tend to pick middle difficulty almost every time on a game yeah, and just popping into right and you get into there and you're like, this is not what middle should be. This should be like the, you know, like one above or something. Cause man, that first night when we played, like we couldn't get past the first mission. Yeah. At all. It's crazy. I don't know. I think that needs some tweaking in my opinion. Yeah, it, de- it definitely needs to be tweaked. And hopefully we get to end up seeing more and more of what back for blood is. As long as the developers continue to update it with new cards, I know that some people really want like a PVP integrated into campaign, 
I never played much Left 4 Dead, but uh, a lot of people were telling me that that was a lot of the fun mm-hmm. was with playing campaign and having that PvP aspect where somebody else is kind of controlling how how the game is played and what you know zombies and they're controlling them directly. I also thought it'd be cool, and I was listening to uh, the Game Informer podcast to where people streaming this game, the like your your viewers get to vote on how hard the game becomes, like with director cards. And I think that's an awesome way to integrate some sort of difficulty and some sort of interaction from the yeah. Twitch uh, from the Twitch crowd that you know individual streamers can get. So Back for Blood for me, I'm going to continue playing it. It it's not a bad time, but um, you know we've already mentioned couple times you're not playing it by yourself it's just yeah. not a game <laughs> it's not a good idea at all um uh, nhl i was gonna say yeah if you want to start off with your impressions of nhl all right all right so nhl um i played a little bit of it last year not very long maybe a couple hours here and there uh this year i feel like presentation wise it's better uh gameplay wise i think it's the same i don't think they really switched up anything from that train wreck that was last year. Uh, I think they made it a little bit prettier around the edges. Um, I think, I don't know if it's a game that I would stick with. I don't have a huge investment into NHL as it is. So I don't know, like there's not enough there for me to want to keep playing. I think the career mode doesn't work for me because line shifts on NHL, like hockey are so small. That, you know, you're on the ice for a minute, a minute and a half, and then you're off and you're simming to your next, like, line. Uh, I just, it's, it, it's like, jarring to me to be like, all right, I can go and get a shot off, and then I'm back off, and then I hit sim, and then I'm back on. I just, I'm not a fan of that, so I've just been playing strictly franchise mode. It seems cool, like, you have your budget for um, the stadium, if you want to add more parking, if you want to advertise, you can pick your special, like, bobblehead nights. That's all cool to me. Um, but I just don't, there's not a whole lot. It seems like they changed. I just think they're like, here, it looks slightly prettier. I think the character models are still kind of eh. Um, but what do you think? So I, I've played the other NHL games, like, and I played Mm -hmm. NHL 21 for a little bit. I can definitely see the presentation, uh, definitely comes in and makes a bigger play here. Yeah. Uh, when you're playing games, you know, they're showing graphics. They're showing you like time of possession or how many shots you got off. And I, I think that's a better way of presenting the game without putting all, a whole bunch of like infographics, like how the TV broadcasts go now, yeah. where, you know, between every commercial break, there's, um, you know, here's an infographic on how these two players compare to each other and all their goals and, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is a nice way to kind of get away doing that. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that change. Overall, the game does seem to look pretty similar to last year's. And I, you know, the every year we get into sports games, I kind of wonder, maybe it's not the sports like developers problem. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just expecting <laughs> too much from these games because these games can only get so realistic, I guess. Yeah. In a way. But you just want them to do something fun to bring you in. And. The. I guess kind of the biggest thing to talk about is the next gen superstar X factors. It's the first time we've seen X factors in a game where Madden's been doing it for a couple of years. Now this is NHL's first attempt at it and playing as like, for me, I played as the Philadelphia flyers, a couple of games as the Toronto Maple Leafs, just to see like the different types of X factors 
that they get. And one thing that I think NHL definitely does right here is showing you when the X factor or the ability of one of your superstars kind of is used. So in my even in my first game of playing as the Flyers, Sean Couturier has an X factor and Claude Giroux scored a goal. And in the replay, it cut to um, Sean Couturier and it showed one of his abilities and what he did to kind of make it so Claude Giroux was wide open for a goal. And that's something that I I'm a big fan of. Just I was able to actually see how it physically made a difference on the ice and just knowing that his X factor would made a difference in my goal makes it feel like, okay, um, like that was cool. And on top of that, it was something where I wasn't even controlling Sean Couturier. That was his CPU doing it instead of me. And I just thought that was, you know, it goes into like the programming of the player that he's able to do this, not that I could control it and I get to do it kind of like how in Madden, you're controlling every player. Yeah. And usually their X factors are activated by you passing that passing that player, you doing something to that, with that player over and over again. Where in NHL, it seems like these X factors that don't involve shooting can be used and shown passively. And I am a big supporter of that. Um, I hope that's something they continue to do. But other than that, franchise tends to suffer from the same mo- the same kind of problems for me with just way too many menus. Yep. Um, and even Madden and uh, NBA is getting like that. And maybe I need to play around with the options more to figure out how to get these menus to stop being so absolutely like in front of my face and being overwhelmed. <laughs> yep. Because I just miss the days when there were, you know, four tabs and you were able to find everything you wanted in four tabs. Now everything has four tabs, but three different sections and then seven different subsections to it. And it's like, um, it's even the same thing with FIFA, like all the sports games do it. Like they're trying to reach a level of simulation. That's so close to real life that you, you get lost and you get overwhelmed in everything they're trying to throw at you. And, uh, especially like, with FIFA, I can get lost in all of the menus. It's like, oh, I'm trying to find my youth scout and I can't figure <laughs> out how to do it or yeah. to list a player, one of my own players in the transfer market. And I have to go into like the team squad. I got to click on the player and then I can list him to the transfer market instead of like just going to like your transfer market hub and being able to do it all from there. Like it's it's kind of jarring and it's a little weird, but NHL like the next gen versions took a year off. And I'm glad they did. It's just it's just too bad that not more is shown. Like the moment you first start up NHL, it's just trying to throw you into hockey ultimate team. It's like, oh, here's more. Uh, here's how ultimate team. Here's the hockey packs that you get for playing last year. And at that point, it's just like, I don't need it. Like, yep. I, I I'm not going to buy into your very, very predatory uh, like c- card opening system even if it tells me that I'm guaranteed an 86 rated player, like that's not, I'm not playing this game for the ultimate team reason. Some people are, but I'm not. And it's just too bad that everyone else seems to be focusing on the ultimate team rather than focusing on um, the other modes that everybody plays. Like there are people that, um, especially in Madden, there's people that will never touch ultimate team, but everybody will eventually touch franchise Yep. uh, in a way. 
So it just sucks that those modes don't get updated, but Ultimate Team seems to be getting all of the attention. I mean, that's where they're getting their money, right? All these sports yeah, games. Yeah, it's the Ultimate Team, and that's where they're going to put all the effort. I also think that maybe I'm just not the target demographic for how detailed these franchise modes are getting. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who want all of that thrown at them so they can make all these decisions. But for me, like in NHL, it seems like I'm going to play a game and then I'm going to get hit with about 30 tasks that I need to do until the next game. And I really only want to do like one or two of them. And I know you can go in and adjust the sliders as far as the control that you actually want to have. But there's just so much as like, all right, here, here's your scouts for this. And then, hey, do you want to build another parking lot? Let's change the price of the admission. Uh, let's look at the trade market. It's all this stuff that gets thrown at you. And FIFA is the same way where I'm just like, I don't want to do all of that. I want to do for me personally, like I want to do trades. Um, I want to scout for better people. And then I want to play the next match. That's it. So maybe I'm just not the target demographic for the way that franchise has become. Yeah. And it's just the, it's just sad that the sports games are doing that now, but Mm -hmm. I guess it's something we have to live with. And maybe one day we get the update we're looking for. Yeah, maybe. Um, But until then, everybody's just racking in cash on ultimate (laughs) games. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, I was about to say, we should probably go into some of the some of the games you played, unless you want me to go into Demon Slayer. <laughs> All right, I can hit him up real quick. Um, quick update on Tales of Arise. Uh, I would say that the intro for Tales is decent, um, yeah. but I feel like it kind of dragged on a little bit. But once you get to the first boss, um, holy hell, does it get better. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um and then you really, really get to like, all right, now I know what the game is. Now I can have some fun. Uh, I can't think of uh, this is more of a classic JRPG for me. I can't think of the last one that has interested me since. I mean, the Final Fantasy VII remake, I don't think really counts. So I think this is very, very good for it to draw me in when it is this heavily anime inspired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> says a lot as far as like the gameplay has to really pull me in and it has so far. Uh, I'm still like, I'm contemplating in my mind. Do I have the 50 or 60 hours in me to complete this game? I don't know, but like for right now I'm having so much fun with it that like I'm tricking myself to being like, you can do this. You can play, (laughs) you can play 60 hours in this game. Whereas the other half of my brain is like, yeah, but what about, death loop and you still haven't played far cry and you still have to be back for blood and what don't forget about apex over here but it's been like a little struggle so it's been really nice to like play tales for an hour maybe when i get home from work and then be done with it for the day so yeah it's gonna take me a long time to beat but it's such a fun game that like i don't mind if i'm playing this for the next three or four months you know yeah, as long as you can follow the storyline, you'll probably still right. end up playing it. Right. And and that's the beauty of Tales. Like it's the the combat system is so different from what we're used to when it comes mm-hmm. to JRPGs that it it draws you in in a really big way and I'm completely with you. It is it is a lot of fun and I enjoyed Tales of Arise as well. It's just too bad that everything's vying for everybody's attention right yep. now. I've I have a hard time being able to balance all of these games. And on top of that, you know, there's only more games coming out. Yeah. So 
it it only makes our lives more difficult. I do have to throw my random gripe with this game, and it's a big one. Um, I'm playing on Xbox, and to sprint is the right trigger button. But whoever decided, and maybe it's just me being dumb, that the right bumper should be that god-awful take you into this discussion between you and your party members. <laughs> yeah. It's so frustrating when I always go like, all right, which one's sprint? And then I hit RB and I'm like, oh my God, I have to skip all this like 20 pain dialogue of them talking about how hungry she is or something stupid. I yeah. don't care. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't understand why they put that in there, but get it out of there. It's pointless. I guess some people may like it just to get to know the, your characters better, but it's always just the dumbest dialogue ever. <laughs> so that's my one gripe with it. I hate it. I hate hitting that by accident. And then I'm like mashing the button to get through the talking. Oh my God. It's awful. Yeah. Like with those things, I tend to try to take them at my own pace. You know, if yeah. I don't feel like doing it, I won't, but yep. then eventually it's kind of like, okay, I'll take a minute to like, uh, maybe get a glass of water or something. Yeah. Listen yep. to them talk and that kind of thing. So it, it's not bad. And it's nice that you can always uh, like replay or look at these things again at a campfire. So if you really want to do pay attention to the, to the way these pe your uh, teammates are bonding, you can. Yeah, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. Um, uh, and then just real quick, I'm going to call it visage. I may be saying wrong, but whatever. Uh, it's, you know, the, I think the best part of uh, Resident Evil games is how detailed the environments are. And I always have such a fun time just walking around the environment and like picking up things and rotating them and looking for hidden clues. That's what this game is. Um, you're in a house and there's paranormal activity going on, but it's like this super, super detailed, rich environment house that you're in. And you're kind of going around and when you pick up an object, it'll uh, take you into a chapter specific objects. And then you're going and watching, figuring out something. Um they do tie in a gaming element where if you stay in the dark too long, you will start to um, your brain it has like a brain up in the right side corner will start to freak out and then you'll start hallucinating and you'll start seeing things. And that's when the game will really, really start messing with you. It's very cool. Uh, my only downfall is, is with how detailed the environments are, the character models are awful. Okay. So it kind of throws you off a little bit when the people look bad and everything else looks a lot better. But I think it's a very cool idea. Um, so it's not the best game in the world, but if you're looking for something for Spooktober, there you go. It's on Game Pass. There we go. And for the moment, everybody's been waiting yes. for it's Demon Slayer, Hino Kami Art Chronicles. <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard to say all of a sudden, <laughs> but with Demon Slayer, and I'll first start off with this is if you've played the Ninja Storm series before, this game is very similar to that. Uh, what I like about these types of games is that I don't have to memorize a 20 input combo to look cool. It's more of a matter of basic button pressing and like kind of trying to outplay your opponent via this simple button pressing and a combination of buttons sometimes, but it's never a 20 combo analog stick type of combo with it what demon slayer really does well i think is the combat i super enjoy uh the when you are fighting as a demon slayer each of the demon slayers does have their own unique spin to them whether it's the water breathers the thunder breather the beast breather or fire breathing it 
it all looks very flashy and all looks very good. And the game itself looks fantastic. Like to see some of and the story mode is the exact same thing as the anime to see these um, uh, to see it all play out in kind of a 3D like anime environment, like the cutscenes look fantastic. And I am super impressed with how they managed to do that. What stinks, and especially it's because it's in story mode, is the fact that in order to make story mode, I guess, not so boring, what they have you do is you walk as the the character, whether it's Tanjiro, Zenitsu, or Inosuke, and you kind of walk through these empty areas trying to go around. And you have the option of either walking straight into the uh, your objective and activating the next fight, or you can kind of go around and search for these memory art panels or these uh, Kemitsu points, which allow you to activate or get other fighters and get other um, panels, which they that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you to, to do that stuff so you can get more in return. The problem with it is it's just terribly slow. The combat, the game is fun when you're playing the combat, of course, but when when you're just kind of roaming around the areas and having to backtrack in order to go ahead and get this little shiny sphere of points or this shiny sphere memory thing, it it brings it down because the characters, while they're running, not all walk that fast. So a lot of the times you're just kind of it's just kind of the very boring part in between the fun fighting. And I just kind of wish like they either made the areas significantly smaller or that they added a sprint button so they went faster so I could travel quicker. If they did that, I probably wouldn't mind the story mode as much because you do get into like smaller battles that are easier, that aren't like the main titular fights like that are in the anime. So if if they did those things, I would really appreciate it because then the the story mode wouldn't feel so uh like long and drawn out because when you're fighting, it's fun and I forget all of the the bad points of the of the story mode thing that they force you to do. The other thing that worries me and they're kind of working on it is there really isn't a lot of fighters right now. Uh, there's 12 unique fighters and then like. Five or six copy paste versions where it's just the. The demon slayers in school outfits uh, and some of them are school teachers and it's or a professor. It's really weird. Um, but they all they really do is change up the ultimate and change up like very tiny things. And with a roster that small, you would expect it to be a little bit more um, like unique. But the Demon Slayers are all Demon Slayers. They're all flashy in their moves and they're all sword fighters, which kind of brings that down to a point like the. One of the fighters is Nezuko, uh, Tanjiro's little sister. She's a demon and she's and she's so much more different to play with. And she's fun, but there's very few other demons on the roster. Now, they are bringing out more um, Demon Slayer characters into the roster. They've already announced that Azuka from the Mugen Train is going to be one of the characters. And also the spider child that has the webs is okay. going to be another one of the fight uh, the fighters. And it's free, which is good. Um, it's just too bad that had you had this stuff out at release, you would probably have a lot more bigger and contained fan base. The problem with bringing them out later 
is people are going to stop playing your game to play other games once they're bored of it or go to other games that have more fighters in it, like Smash Bros. Ultimate, for example, that has 80-some-odd fighters. And with those 12 fighters, you could probably get bored. If the roster were to start out expansive, you would have people who like, okay, you know, I can play this character instead or do this instead, where because it's so low to start off with, it's you're going to lose that momentum that you had with the fighting. Um, overall, it's it's a fun game when it's doing the fighting in story mode. It can be a slog, but the thing is, is with story mode, that's how you unlock a lot of the characters. Uh, so you have to get through that slog to get more of the characters. But uh, other than that, the fighting is a lot of fun, and I can definitely suggest the game to people who like Demon Slayer or like the uh, Ninja Storm Ultimate series. I think you'll find a lot of similarities between it that you'll like, even if you aren't a Demon Slayer fan. And from there, you know, kind of decide what you want to do from there. This game isn't going to speak to everybody. It's anime, and it's a and it and it's a fighting game, which kind of are like the two niche things in gaming, which is like fighting games and anime. So the fact that you're combining it just kind of dwindles your interested crowd down even more. But I hope this game does well because I think it has the potential to do more. And I think it has the potential to be a lot more popular, especially with an IP like Demon Slayer behind it. Yeah, it's a gigantic anime IP right now. So, I mean, plus I feel like this is a game that in a month or two is going to be what thirty bucks. You're probably, probably. right. Yeah, you're, you're probably <laughs> right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm interested to try it, but for me, it just that wasn't the sixty dollar price point was not the point for me to jump in. I enjoyed the anime, but not enough to want to get into that. And like the Naruto games, I was never a fan of. So I know it's not going to be something I'm gonna be like. This is the best game. I'm going to play this every day. And I don't really play fighting games that much. So it's a lot going against it for me, but I still want to try it. Yeah. And uh, I'd let you I'd let you get the game or I'd let you play it, but I downloaded digitally so I could play it three <laughs> days early. Uh, I will say it was worth it. I am happy with my purchase. And also I get to play it on both my PS4 and my PS5. So if that's something that maybe you're thinking about, like you have both, but both consoles, but they're not in the same room. The reason I bought it digitally is because I can play buy it once and be able to play it on both versions of my uh, of my consoles without having to switch discs. So yeah. um yeah, there there's Demon Slayer. I hope I I hope I sold enough people to get it and kept people away that didn't want it. So yeah. It's, it's a tough balance to tough balance to strike. Cool. And now we're into movies, uh which unfortunately I am the worst movie watcher because there were so many games this week. Uh, I do plan I didn't I do plan on watching Snake Eyes because that was a movie I'm interested in. And that's finally out on a uh, 4K Good luck. this week. But <laughs> I know you weren't the biggest fan of it, but I know uh, I'm excited for it. But uh, what di- what did you watch? Um. All right. So I watched two this week, two movies. Uh, I watched Halloween Kills and Cop Shop. So Halloween Kills, obviously, Michael Myers. We're on the 10,000th entry in the series, I think. Um, this one, I usually enjoy these for what they are. I mean, they're your stereotypical been around forever. Uh, one guy is killing everybody horror movie. Uh, this one, I think they focused just solely almost a hundred percent in on how creative can he get with his kills, uh, and sacrifice the story for that. Plus I am 
not I, I won't even say the not the biggest fan. I hate movies that uh know they're going to have one more in the series and then write this the movies that way and this that's what happened with this. They're setting up for the final one that they're going to have. I think it's coming out next year. I just hate that because then your movie that you're watching now just seems so pointless. Um, it's okay if you're just looking for, you know, your typical Halloween, let's watch some guy kill a bunch of people movies. There just really wasn't anything there for me. So it was very forgettable, uh, which is kind of a bummer because I enjoy the Halloween movies for what they are. The original is one of my favorites of all time. It just, it wasn't doing it for me. And it is on, I believe it's on Peacock, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, so you don't even have to go in the movie theater to see it. If you have Peacock, you can watch it there. I think Peacock's like five bucks a month. So you can do that if you don't. It's cheaper than going to the movie theater. Yeah. And then, I, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say, like, I'm kind of surprised because I don't watch these Halloween movies at all. Again, I've mentioned before, yeah. I am a huge scaredy cat and I do not like horror movies. <laughs> right. Um, But this was kind of surprising because in the trailers, this this seems like it's supposed to be the last one. Like, yeah, they're doing one more. that doesn't make any sense yeah like it everything in those trailers makes me feel like okay this is going to be the final showdown for whatever reason between michael myers and whoever the girl is character Mm -hmm. is because i've never watched these movies but the fact that you told me that there's another one i have no idea where this (laughs) thing's going to be going it's always Uh, the final one with these movies always I, I like I get that Michael Myers is like this historical like yeah. movie killing icon in a way, but I I would just imagine eventually you gotta stop. You have to stop. It'll these never movies. stop. It makes and money. I, I I get that, but like horror is a is a thing can that can be done in many ways. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be Michael Myers that does it, but right. you know it's it's the whole problem with Hollywood right now is nobody is everybody is afraid to try something new in, in the fact that it might bomb. And yeah, I I don't know how well these movies do, I guess. But because they come out every October, people are going to watch them because they want a scary October movie. Yeah. Look up. Look up the first weekend numbers for this. It absolutely killed it. Are you it serious? Crushed it. it crushed it. So Holy they know what heck. they're doing. Um, People are looking for horror movies in October. And like this is the only one really in theaters right now. So it makes sense. Um, It's going to do well. And they always say like, all right, this is the trilogy. So the next one's the last one. And then they're done, but he'll be back in five years. That's just the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Cop Shop, which is a uh, movie done by Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler also stars in this, but not in the uh, main role. He's kind of a side character. Um, it has to do with a guy who's running for reasons unknown when you first start. And I don't want to give too much away, but he's being chased by Gerard Butler's character who's trying to kill him. Uh, Gerard Butler is a contract killer. Uh, so the main character assaults a cop to get arrested to be safe in uh, jail. And then uh, Gerard Butler also assaults a cop to also be in jail with him to try and kill him. Uh, and then you have that. You have other people, other killers coming into the police station to try and kill this guy. Um, it's just a very well done action movie. Um, if that's what you're looking for, Gerard Butler knows what he's doing when it comes to action movies. And the fact that, yeah, and the fact that uh, the main cop, uh, and I forget her name because this is her first movie, Gerard Butler handpicked her out to be like in his, I believe he said he wanted her to be like the next big action star. Um, she does such a phenomenal job in this movie. 
that she really carries this movie. She comes off as just like super badass, just, you know, like take no prisoners cop. And uh, it's funny. The action's crazy. Um, I just had a blast with it. And I know it was in theaters. I don't think it did very well because did you ever see an advertisement for it? Because I didn't. No, no yeah, exactly. this is the first time I'm hearing of this movie. Yeah. Um, so everybody, if you if you enjoy just like a throwback action movie where you don't need a lot of story, this is it. So like I had so much fun watching this movie. Can't recommend it enough. And I feel like Gerard Butler's movies in general go under the radar. So check it out. Um, you can buy it digitally right now. You can rent it, which is what I did. Uh, it'll probably be on DVD, a Blu-ray 4K probably pretty soon. Um, so be on the lookout for that if you want to wait on that. Cool. Well, that's where we're going to end the podcast, guys. I really appreciate you guys for listening. If you guys are interested in getting in contact or trying to help the community grow, please share it with any friends that you might think that would like it. We also have a Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which you can follow uh, where, where we post our thoughts about games, news about games, or whatever we're thinking at the time. It's kind of our personal post boards in a way. With that, uh, if you guys could please review the podcast, it helps with the algorithms and suggesting our podcast to other people. And it'd really help if it, uh, you take the time to give us whatever rating you think we deserve. If you think we suck, please put that we suck so I can figure <laughs> out a way to fix it uh, or at least try to make it better in a way. I would appreciate it. But with that, thanks for your support, guys, and we'll see you next time. See you later. See you later.